Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Sigma Show, episode 62. I'm your host, Sigma. Uh, before I let you know who is joining me this week, real quick, we'll go over what our topics will be for today's show. Uh, first up, uh, Breath of the Wild 2 has been officially delayed into 2023. We'll talk a little bit about like uh, maybe what's going on with that project, what our hopes and dreams are for it whenever it does come out. Um, afterwards, uh, recently politicians have sent a letter to the FTC raising concerns over the Xbox Activision acquisition. We'll try and dig into uh, what those concerns might be and uh, how we feel about that, you know, as, you know, voters in, in this country. <laughs> uh, afterwards, E3 2022 has once again been canceled, this time not just the physical show, but the digital show. So there's no officially licensed E3 thing happening this year. And we'll talk about uh, what their plans are for the future. And finally, uh, PlayStation has finally revealed the details of their new PlayStation Plus service, which is supposed to be a competitor to Game Pass. We'll talk about how maybe it stacks up um, and, you know, whether any of us are excited to jump into that. But here to talk with me about those topics today are Ash Redux. Yes, sir. Back at it again. And hopefully you'll see more of me later this week. Uh, Blue Bones. I'm sorry, I'm not finished. It's your boy, Blue Bones, B-L-U-B, zero NES. I'm finally back. Yeah. We're good back as well. Prodigal's son has returned. <laughs> and Superman Jeff. Yep, yep. What's going on, everybody? What up, y'all? Uh, it's, it's been a while since we had this particular combination. I, I, I want to call this, like, the home team. You know, all members <laughs> of the open party. Been, been probably streaming the longest of any of the guests that we have on here. Uh, so it, it always feels comforting to have all you guys here with me. On that note, let's get into uh, what you guys have been doing while you've been gone. A little bit of games you've been playing, a little stuff you've been watching. We'll try to keep it shorter because we have, you know, four actual topics this week. Um, so, I don't know, one of each, let's say, right? A game, a TV show, or some other form of media that you want to get into. Let's pop it off. Who, who wants to go first? Oh, let me, let me, let me hit this. Let me hit this. I can make right, my quick. Yes. I can make my, my man about the, about the ministry. I hate you. All right. So in case it's uh, not noticeable, I am on the floor right now. I don't even have a desk in my house because I'm moving soon. Uh, so I've been playing nothing. Uh, that's why I wanted to go first. because I've been playing absolutely nothing. Uh, I just point out, though, that uh, you holding the mic dramatically in front of your face has made yes. your camera focus on the mic. Yeah. I think that's, that's very funny. Thank you. <laughs> so that's a real nice mic, by the way. Thank you again. <laughs> Uh, I've been playing nothing but uh, watching virtually nothing. Uh, but me and, me, me and my wife have, were mostly watching beforehand. Uh, but the main thing was Ranking of Kings, but we've fallen behind on that. So mm. now everybody who I've been telling to watch Ranking of Kings is uh, already all the way caught up. And I, yeah, I'm no that, one behind. That, that'd be me. Yeah, I did that too. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I've been doing nothing. What I wish I've been doing would have been playing more Final Fantasy VII Remake. And what I wish I was watching would have been more Ranking of Kings. That's what I got. Done. Uh, good to know. <laughs> uh, Blue Jeff. Hold on, Blue Go first. What's going on, y'all? Um, yeah, first off, I just want to say big uh, shout out and thanks to the open party. Um, especially, you know, those who knew I had a death in the family recently and I was going through a rough time. Went offline for about a, a month and I'm back now. So thank you guys. Um, and uh, thanks. Um, yeah, like. I've been I'm trying to play a lot of different things and reach out my comfort zone. And I started watching a lot of stuff too, but um, I went back into GTA Five. Um, they have some really cool uh, stuff that they just added, and I just always find value when I play GTA Five. 
Um, and I started and finished watching Avatar The Last Airbender finally from beginning to end. I just finished it like last night. Super dope. I'm super happy I went through it. I'm excited to see The Legend of Korra. I'd watched the first, um, like the first season or so of Legend of Korra before. Didn't really understand it too much. It was cool. Didn't really understand it too much. So now I got a lot of perspective to uh, mm. go back into it. And then I've also been watching Ozark. That's typically oh, a show yes. that I don't really touch, but um, anybody who I've talked to, um, Ozark, they're saying that's that's the show to watch. It's, and and it's I believe fantastic. It. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it pulls on your heartstrings, or not your heartstrings. Your your, I don't know. I love Jason Bateman. That's why it pulls on my heartstrings. <laughs> and I gotta keep remembering that he's a bad guy. Like I can't, I can't vouch for them. There's a lot of. It's, it's more like he's in a tough circumstance, but he's not great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I was talking to somebody about um, Arrested Development and talking about Michael Bluth, and he seems to be the good person, the rational person, but he's just as much as a jerk as everybody else. And so I kind of gotta like stand back and look at these characters that I love. With Succession, it was Kendall. You know what I mean? Um, at first, worst. I was like, I love Kendall. And then I was like, why do I love this man? He's terrible. the worst. Yeah. You know, it, it, eventually you you really get the sense of that. And that's what I'm kind of starting off with, with Ozark. Not getting too attached to this character, but just watching the journey. So, um, uh, I got to say. Kon- Koenig A in the chat is asking if, yeah. if Sokka is your fave. Oh, honestly, Sokka is very high up there. Um, mostly because like this man did so much without bending. Right, he held his own on a regular basis, and just like the every time he stepped up for Katara was so brotherly. I loved it. Like she challenged uh, Paku at the Northern Water Temple, I think it was, or, or, or Water Tribe, and was um, she's like, "Come on, go outside. We're just gonna throw hands." Ang was like, "Uh, maybe we could talk it out." Sokka said, yo, no, let's do it. You're about to get your ass whooped. <laughs> son. Like, there's no if, ends, or buts. You just insulted her. Yeah, no, I love Sokka. I love Sokka. Um, I, I have to say, though, if I had to choose like a, a nation or a bending or something like that, I'm, I'm an Earth. I, I think Earth is going. Earthman? Okay. Yeah. That's everybody, real quick, what's, what's, your, what's your nation? What's your bending style? <laughs> Like, I prefer this to like Harry Potter houses. <laughs> <laughs> of the I mean, four I'd basic def- ones. I'd definitely yeah. be fired. Yeah. Just, you know, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. I personally like to think I'd be Water Tribe. I could see so that. How about, how, about, how about you, Ash? If I if if I got to pick, um, I think I'd pick uh water or air. Uh but probably water just because honestly I feel like it's the most OP out of all of them. And it has like some of the most interesting uh Sub, 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 yeah, sub yeah, it's it's super versatile. That's kind I mean, of one of the reasons why I like it so much too. Yeah. And blood blood bending's OP, but uh, at, at the, oh, I can't talk about Korra. I don't I don't remember how much you've seen, but in Korra they do have just a lot more with earth bending don't, going don't on. Don't talk about anything. Just yeah, don't I'll just say there's more for earth bending. I made earth bending more cool for me by the end of Korra. By the end of it, I was like, oh, mm. hold on, earth bending might be the move. But that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> that's all I say. Yeah. But okay, yeah, thanks for that, man. Oh, last but not least, definitely not least, um, I've been jumping back into D&D, and I'm, want, I'm starting to build a campaign for the open party. I want to introduce this. Um, yeah, we're going to do a D&D campaign via Roll20 um, in the Discord and everything like that, so look forward to that. Um, that campaign That's going to be fun. Through. And if anyone yeah. in chat is not already in the open party Discord, the link is, um, crap. 
The link is not under my tag. <laughs> the link I put is it not there. crap, by the way. No, the, <laughs> the, the link should be somewhere under my whatever, but it's not. I'm going to fix that at some you. point. But uh, yes, Blue will probably throw it in the chat for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so jump in there if you're not and you're interested. <laughs> we'll see blocks and Jeff is a, a fire but I support that. Yeah. Yeah, just... That's easy. I can't yeah. deny it. Uh, does that do it for you, Blue? Yeah, that's it for me. Thanks for giving me the extra time. Oh, yeah, no, no worries, man. Um, Jeff, do you want to go next or you, you want me to go? You can go next if you want. Uh, yeah, I've I've really only been playing stuff that I've been assigned to play because I had a bunch of reviews uh, due the past couple of weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. With that being said, I finished Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yeah. Um, I was really burnt out on a Borderlands formula, but Tiny Tina's um, has a new coat of paint on top of that formula, which helps a little bit. Like, it reinvigorated it a tiny bit, but honestly, it is the same game. Like, the gameplay is still very samey. So if if you're not tired of that, you'll probably, you know, be perfectly fine with it. But if you are, like, I don't think this is going to be a game changer. Like, it wasn't what I was hoping it would be in terms of, like, a, a full revamp of the Borderlands formula. Uh, but right. that being said, like, it's still perfectly competent. Um, so, you know, check it out if you're still into that whole Borderlands thing. Because I, I think at this point, I'm kind of not anymore. Which is sad, because I, I used to love that series. I heard that Will Arnett went in on that game. Oh, he did. All the voice cast, I think, is really, really good. Like, nice. the writing is Borderlands, so it's kind of hit or miss, depending on, like, some of the subject matter that they go into. Yeah, But yeah, Will yeah. Arnett's delivery from top to bottom is amazing. Good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, same, same thing with all of them. Like, I, I don't want to just uh, shout out Will Arnett, because <laughs> Ashley Birch is great in it as Tiny Tina. Like, Wanda mm-hmm. Sykes is in it. Andy Samberg is in yeah, it. Yeah. Like, they're all, I heard Wanda they're all really good. Oh, wow. Okay. They really went mm. in with the cast. They mm. did, yeah. Like, weird that they keep throwing all this celebrity talent at Borderlands. <laughs> like, that movie still hasn't come mm. out yet. People love oh, it. True. They like yeah. the series. Uh, yeah, and so George Lucas pointing out that uh, I have been playing Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. That review should drop tomorrow, so I cannot talk about it uh, officially until, you know, that embargo drops. But that's, that's what I've been playing. Uh, in terms of watching, I caught up on Demon Slayer. Uh, finished the uh, Entertainment District arc. Uh, it felt really short, sadly, but like it's, I, I don't call that a good thing, but like I, I am really chomping at the bits for more Demon Slayer, which is which right. is a good thing, right? Like I, I don't feel like the story has progressed far enough, but like yeah, that I, dish, I, that arc didn't mm-hmm. really push the story that yeah. far. It was more just dealing with that one Hashira. Kind yeah, of. like they, they inter- like I like that they're introducing you to more other characters because like the mm-hmm. Hashira are all super interesting looking, and so far they've been interesting characters. Once you get to actually talk to them and see how they operate and stuff, and how they catch uh, L's, yeah. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's rough out there for Demon Slayer, yeah. man. They can go out no, 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 no. I can't, I can't, I can't hate on them. What I do want to say real quick, I liked that it felt short because. The whole event did not take a long time. It was like what two? Yeah, it was like days? a couple. It was like a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So right, it kind of right. made you feel that speed, how fast this whole place got leveled. I'm not going right. to too far into it, but yeah, um, please don't. But what I did <laughs> like about it um, specifically is that it showed the growth of these guys. Um, you know, they they've been training for a couple months. They said that at the beginning, and they have more composure. Mm-hmm. They all have more composure, so it's. I feel like they had a step up off screen, and then you kind of see the results of it. Yeah, they they kind of do a bit of a training montage yeah. after yeah. the 
uh, Mugen Train arc. Right. And, and then and, even even after this arc, where we start to go into like the the final push, it it really picks up. Like it really picks up like nonstop. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Okay. Yeah, like I I, I want to say like the one of the most standout things about Demon Slayer is um, how they sell you on the stakes. Right? Mm-hmm. right, like they fought tooth and nail in the previous arc, and you saw how frustrated they were with their uh, shortcomings, and then you see them work to try and overcome them, and it's like this new fight is still a struggle. Like they don't, tooth and nail. yeah, like it's not, it's not like when, and I don't want to like you know shit on Dragon Ball or whatever, but <laughs> it's the only example I have in my head right now. Like Goku will get a power up, and all of a sudden it's easy to him, right? It's like. Yeah, the next right. fight is just, right. oh, I'm now more powerful than you, point blank, period. Like, no, like, uh. these guys work very hard, and they're barely scraping by in some of these altercations. And, like, you feel that tension, and you feel that frustration. Like, it's amazing. It. You got to remember, like, these are upper moons, upper moon demon. And um, Kuzan said this before, like, there hasn't been a change in the upper moon in in like hundreds, like centuries, yeah, yeah hundreds yeah, of years. Like yeah, centuries. Like, there hasn't been a change at all. That's why he kind of pretty much, like, I don't know. We've seen how much. Uh, I won't say much, but <laughs> there hadn't been a change in the uh, upper moons in centuries. So there's plenty of Hiroshima that fell to upper moons, and you see how even Rengoku, his fight, like how like he was on the brink of winning that. You know, um, he did win that. He did win that. Exactly. Hey. My, <laughs> man. Give him that my man. My man. My man. He's running. He's like, oh. Speak the truth, bro. You know, I'm out. He's like, and, and, and he told him, he's like, listen, you lost. You ran. He he stood right here, tooth and nail, no regeneration, and he held his own. And 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 that, without spoiling, that situation is super important going forward because again, mm-hmm. like it sets the tone. It's like, look, these guys aren't invincible. Like there's a real threat right. here with these people. So going right. forward, don't don't take it for granted that any of these super strong people are gonna be yeah. the end all be all, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, I, I'm I'm super down uh, yeah. with more Demon Slayer. Like I can't wait for them to make more. Uh, but that's pretty much it for me. What about you, Jeff? Uh, playing, man. Uh, haven't got to play much. I did finally do the Destiny raid. That was fun. Fun nice. and interesting. Okay. So some really good weapons from that. Uh, didn't really care for the armor. It was kind of like I don't know. Eh. Like when I'm, I'm like Destiny is the one game where I really like to like match stuff, especially with the uh, transmog system. I can mm-hmm. make, I can keep my my high stat pieces of gear and make it look like other pieces of gear and like make like a real good look. Like right now, I kind of have like a a Sinkai slash Power Ranger look with what I have going. It's like a, the mm-hmm. Gold Ranger, mm-hmm. um, but okay. like the new raid, the gear didn't really add much to it. It's kind of like it looks like the, the armor is like alive, so it's like crawling kind of. So it didn't really fit into the aesthetic. Like I don't really see that working with anything besides the the other pieces of the raid gear. Uh huh. Right, because it's yeah. so it's too like outlandish or yeah, like it's too out there for it to work with. Like oh, those boots might work over here, like type situation. So you know that was my only letdown was the was the armor, but the the weapons are really good. Like it has like a perk where uh, if you kill something, you get a uh, health back. Oh, that's so they so have vampires. Yeah. Right, that was always like life. Still was like always on uh, on um, exotics. Now we have them on some legendaries. Because now the oh, sources that you, yeah, the sources that you get weapons from, they have their own like passive perks on them. So that's a passive perk on the raid weapons. So like crucible, oh, okay, have their own passive perks 
strikes will have their own strike specific perks. And if you get something from Trials of Osiris, it'll have a Crucible and a Trials passive perk that you can choose which one you want to have active. That sounds like science, bro. Oh, yeah, it's a lot <laughs> of science. <laughs> it's a lot of science, but it was fun. It was That's a, cool. This is definitely like a more unique boss. More, I don't know, he was more 3D. Like, this one was actually talking talking trash to you. Like, he'd run and kick, come and kick you across the room <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, he was like... Oh, okay. He like he talking crap. Like he, <laughs> as opposed to you know, oh, a couple lines and then oh, damage phase. You know, that uh-huh. type of stuff. It was like a little a, bit more interesting. Okay, so it's it's less of a mechanical thing and more of a kind of a cinematic a thing, like a like a no, back he, and forth. He was talking this stuff like while you were fighting him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, cause oh, okay, like yeah, like yeah. Crota and stuff is like, oh, the boss is there. He's gonna do what right. he does. Like 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 an animatronic robot. Right. And he didn't really talk or say anything or really like right. no really like cool interaction. They concentrating, that's the thing. Right. And I was like, oh man, I'm trying to. They'd be I'm sitting like, forward to they see. Right. <laughs> now, that sounds cool. Besides that, uh, obviously Elden Ring. Um, I beat uh, Melania last night. That was a fight. Woo! Mm. That was a fight. Yeah, I've seen uh, Nick take her on a couple of times. <laughs> like he wasn't trying to beat her; he just wanted to show her off. Right. And she seems crazy because she. Is also a vampirism user. <laughs> so the thing was this though, like, so I I'm heavy in faith, but also heavy in decks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not like a real good, like I'm not really stunning people with my attacks. But like with her, I think I lost like four or five times. But like my summon, which was the uh, the Black Knife Tish, oh my god, he was like destroying her health. Like he was almost like taking her halfway down on her on his own. Oh damn! Because he he has that special ability that cuts like their their HP down by like ten percent. So, <laughs> like you, you <laughs> tell me, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so he has that ability. I mean, he doesn't use it like super often, but like he'll use it enough to where he kind of he we keep pulling her aggro a little bit. And then I got this um, incantation called uh, Blood Flies, to where instead of me using a weapon to proc blood, I can send out these flies. That are slow moving, but they track the target. So I didn't cast like ten of them, and all ten just hit her at one time, and you just see her health go. Wow! And then I'm like, oh, okay, cool, it's done. Now she had a second phase. <laughs> yeah, she has. Unlike most bosses, where they they go into a second phase at half health, right. she goes into a second phase after she's dead, and then has right. a brand new health bar. Right. Because I avoided spoilers on any bosses. I was like, oh, okay. But the good thing is, it worked again. <laughs> just boop, 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 and just all hit it and just proc that blood. And because it's an incantation, it scales off of my faith instead of instead of most blood scales off of arcane. So mm. it just like destroyed her. Like it was a oh my god! I was like I did not know these blood flies were this useful. Like I was like I should have been using this spell because like you know I'm heavy on lightning. Uh, I have the uh, the red lightning, so it looks like a Sith Lord. Blue's gonna love yeah. that. Then I have like the twin blades to where like you put the red lightning on that, and he looks like Darth Maul because okay, it's like okay. the double lightsabers. So that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. So that was an interesting fight, and that was she's an optional boss, but she was like I said, she's pretty difficult. Um, yeah, I want to say some folks consider her like one of the toughest bosses in the game. Yeah. Now I will say another um, hard fight in the was you had to fight two of those God Skin uh, apostles. Like the I fat dudes, right? A fat dude and then the uh, the noble, the godskin noble. 
which uh-huh. is a little skinnier. You gotta okay. fight one one of each of those, right? Then you fight them. They they each die once and they come back once. So you gotta fight at least essentially kill like, them four times. Yeah, that's like four. Yeah, <laughs> four bosses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's, oh, that's... it is. I was like, okay. And this is not a little bit of a huge arena either. It's like a little small room. So <laughs> it's, not, it's like, okay, that was a difficult fight, you know. Um, but I do enjoy tweet, you know, thinking about what I was doing, what was working. The the the, the least amount of pressure is on me when I have zero, zero runes or like very low runes. Because I can mm-hmm. kind of go see what's going to work, what's not going to work without so much a pressure of I need to win this time. Like, let me see what's going to work. Let me see what's effective because there's certain resistances. It's like I don't, I, I don't look up the boss fights because I want to know, get to figure that stuff out on my own. So it's like this boss might be resistance to lightning, fire. Uh, yeah, you gotta black, gotta see what works. Time. Yeah, so it's, it's very interesting. Um, watching, I watched Moon Knight. I'm not gonna go into that, but I thought that was really good. Um, not only was it a good Marvel first episode, but it was definitely a good episode for a show. Like, I think it did a great job at addressing his mental illness um, and that whole situation between switching back and forth and how he dealt with it. And if you haven't watched it already, like KC, then shame on you. Yes, I'm <laughs> shaming you. If you haven't watched it already, are you really living? That's what I'm asking you're you. Shaming me. <laughs> I mean, last really I checked, I was alive. We was boys. <laughs> Check your polls. I'm shaming you. Um, go ahead. Hey, uh, Jeff, I wanted to ask, uh, and we'll talk more about it later. So since we got Blade, we got Morbius, and now Moon Knight, you think we're going to get the, I forget what they're called, but that white team? Yeah, uh, yeah. 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 (laughs) You're setting up for that? I would think so. And something that gives a little, and it might not have any connection or some connection, there's a Midnight Suns game coming out as well. Which is made from Mm -hmm. the X... uh, The XCOM... uh, XCOM. Paraxis, I want to say. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, now it's, it's card based. It got pushed back. It was supposed to come out this year. I think it got pushed back until next year or later this year. Actually, I think it was supposed to come out last year. Um, the Midnight Suns game <laughs> is coming out. It takes place with Blade. Uh, I see Wolverines in there, which is weird. Yeah, um, but that's cool. Uh, you got there's a a original character made just for this game. Now that usually scares me when they make original characters for games like that because uh-huh. they usually have like no soul. Like they're very like. It's like the it's a cipher for the player to right, be involved, right, and like they're yeah. like, oh, this guy can just use all the mutants' powers. I'm and- like, uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. It usually doesn't work well because the character just has nothing to draw on. Um, it's, mm-hmm. she seemed cool though. Um, it's a female. I think she's called the Huntress or something like that. I think I'm not mistaken. Um, but she it seemed like a the the, the it looked really good. My only drawback is that it's very it's cards it's card uh use. And a strategy game, which is already kind of random. Yeah, I like I, about the card I, I'm game. probably more okay with the card aspect because it's a like a tactic strategy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if if it's too randomized, like what you have access to, then that's what's going to be problematic to me. Like if right. if I if I can't pick, I guess my deck from whatever cards I have, so that I go in with a strategy that I'm using, then I'm I'm probably going to have a problem with it. Right. So I would love to play like a demo before I like subscribe to it. But it looks yeah. amazing. Like it looks really, 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 really good. They showed a boss fight with Sabretooth and that looked amazing. Um, lastly, watching. I haven't watched much besides, like I said, uh, Moon Knight. But I've been reading One Piece and oh my God. 
Yeah, I heard oh some God. some big reveal yeah. just happened, yeah. right? Big, big things are happening. Baby Jesus, listen, <laughs> listen to me. I I be careful, Jeff. Be careful. I love. Yeah, don't the way... please don't spoil whatever this no, is. No, no, I've, no, no. I've luckily I'll, not. I should had for you. Do that. I should call you specifically and do it, but I'm not. You know, remember that Ed Sheeran. Remember that Ed Sheeran thing? <laughs> you like Ed on the Ed Sheeran thing? Yeah, right. I, I, he called me. I was like, "Oh, Ed Sheeran's in Game of Thrones," and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Bro, I didn't watch it yet. Oh my bad. <laughs> but um, if you're Jeff was I really, love, upset. I, Jeff was I really upset about that, yo. I've heard I that was, story I was multiple times. Yeah, I'll bring it up every. Like, year. please, please every tell me why he was upset. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know Ed Sheeran was gonna be there. That could have been a nice little surprise, you know. Like, you don't even like nothing. you don't even know who Ed Sheeran is. <laughs> yeah, oh you thought God. he was Ron Weasley for like two years. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> what? Um, but yeah. I love the way Oda writes. Like this stuff will happen, and you'll think it's out of left field, but then you're like, wait, like there's been breadcrumbs left leading up to this, and like it makes it sense. I know, like, do you like, nom, 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 like, you just yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes there's good ants and there's bad ants. Okay, talk to me now. Antes, <laughs> and then you get ants. here. Right. Boom. Uh, drop okay. it. Drop there it, it you know? There Everybody got aunties, you know? But, um, well, like, he'll give you a character's, like, origin or source of something, mm-hmm. and then a thousand chapters later, you're getting more of this character's insight, and you're like, you know what? It does make sense. That you know sounds terrible to me. Yeah, to be honest, the way the way you put that did not it. sound great. Like no, 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 that you get I'm, you get pay off a thousand is, chapters later. No, what I mean is like you'll get a character's origin and you're like, okay, cool, yeah, I know where that character came from, I know about them, and you're like, cool, I understand that. I'm satisfied with that. Then later though, you get the backstory behind more of that, and you're like, holy crap, I didn't like, damn, okay, that's cool. Like, okay, well, I, I just, yeah, I agree with that aspect because he's done, he's done that before. Yeah, but it's le- it's less like it's it's because the way it that sounds is like point. oh I learned something and it takes so long to get the rest. That's not yeah, that's not how it. Yeah, yeah, it's no, like no, usually no. you learn something and you don't like you don't know to think that there's anything more because right, it was already exactly. satisfying. Mm-hmm. Then you go off on all these other tangents because there's all this other good story, and then later on you realize there was something more there, and then it hits you like it's a surprise. That right. just may happen to be a thousand chapters. Right. Later. Exactly. Yeah, because but the, but the, the upside is that it stays interesting after a thousand right. chapters. Like it's that's like the, that's the upside. It's like the treat you didn't know you were gonna get. It's like, oh, I didn't yeah. know we had actually we have more cake left at home. Boom, let me get a slice. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. Hey, and then hey. you grab a cup of milk and you eating that cake, you're like, oh man, this is it tastes that much better because I didn't know I was gonna have this slice. And, and and to piggyback off of Jeff, and I'll make sure I leave this as ambiguous as possible. Uh, the same stuff he's talking about, not even just for backstory, but just with abilities for characters to find out, mm-hmm. like, you thought this was their ability. Everyone thought this was their ability just to find out, oh, no, that wasn't this whole time. We misunderstood what their ability was. There's so much more to this is a crazy thing to discover thousands of chapters into uh, that, already established characters uh, is it's like wait this is this is what his, uh, his that can go two ways is? too that can go two ways too because like there, there have been other instances of that too where it's like oh they they've rewritten kind of what this character is because I I don't know maybe they felt like they couldn't go far enough with the way it was before right. or you know it was planned all along and it feels more organic and like you this know, one feels right. organic in my opinion anyway. it does. Uh, 
We got to talk ash, but I agree with you. Like it feels like nah, it, it got preservatives. It, <laughs> get, get this man out of here. Get this man out of here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's uh that's all I've been watching and uh and, all right, cool. <laughs> and reading. Yeah. So with that, we will jump right into what uh, our topics are this week. Um, Ash was super excited about getting into this particular topic. The fact that um, the sequel to The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, because yeah. <laughs> it does not have a title yet, uh, has been moved out of 2022, delayed into 2023, uh, about a full year from when the announcement came. Like spring, I think they said, right? Mm. So um, I... I was not surprised, personally. Like, we weren't hearing anywhere near enough about this game for them to really be releasing it at some point this year. So, like, I knew this was coming. Uh, but that being said, um, honestly, now that Elden Ring is out, like, what can a Breath of the Wild 2, or what should a Breath of the Wild 2 be looking to do to try and either match that quality or up the ante on it? Because prior to Elden Ring, a lot of people would say that Breath of the Wild was probably the definitive open-world experience. So I don't know. What are, what are you guys' thoughts? I don't know if Ash wants to go uh, first or last based I on have, his excitement. I, I I don't have a preference. It's okay. If someone wants to go first. I'm trying to think about the question you just asked. Right it's now, it's like y'all never okay. played GTA Five. Ooh, I played GTA Five. I'm, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do that to y'all. No, honestly, I haven't played um, either Breath of the Wild or Elden Ring. But huh? um, okay, sorry. Is your mic on? <laughs> Keep Are you going to buy it for me? Um, yes. Yes, I will. Actually. <laughs> okay. Hey, y'all heard it, right? It's, on, it's recorded on video. So. Yeah, it's, it's on pretty much legally blinding. Binding He's on Amazon up. right now. He's on Amazon right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Look get that one-day prime, bro. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't played them, but I do have a deep appreciation for open-world games. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen you know the reviews from people that I trust, like these guys here and um, some other folks. Uh, and, you know... I feel like the hype that's been built up around, and I don't mean this in a negative way, okay? Mm-hmm. Just the the popularity, I should say, that's been built up around Breath of the Wild um, is going to build a lot of expectation for the sequel. And you know sequels, pe- there's going to be a percentage of people that just don't like the sequel no matter what because the first one's always better, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think that would that's either going to make the first Breath of the Wild go down in history as the best open world or it's gonna push people off the whole subject and Elden Ring will be the first will be the top that's how I feel like it I think this sequel has to be good enough to build it has to be good enough to have both games be the definitive open world experience mm-hmm. there's a lot riding on this sequel that's that's what yeah that, yeah there's, there's a ton of pressure for them yeah. to deliver here yeah for sure I feel like while they're both open world, to me, it's a different experience. There's things about Zelda that aren't like it's it's a Souls game and it's open world, but it doesn't still have the same interactions like Breath of the Wild does. Like you can grab your shield and slide down the hill and you can parachute (laughs) and uh, interact. I mean, they are are different games. Yeah. Yeah. The way enemies the enemy interaction is more organic as opposed to. A set enemy like, like AI like this is how this enemy acts. Like there's certain interactions with the enemies based on how you interact with them. 
like it's more of a evolving world. Now, as far as like the scope of the, the the world and how big and how laid out and how you know little nooks and crannies, those things are very. You can compare those two things, and I think that's something that it needs to do different. It needs to add more. Like, oh, there's a a hole behind the back of a mountain that you can go into. There's like a sky fortress. Like, it had some of those things, but I think it needs to go to the next step. And also, no offense, mm-hmm. like I'm tired of Ganon. No, I, I, like I've enjoyed Ganon for the first couple games. I understand that cycle, but I'm I'm tired of Ganon. Like I want somebody new. I want something else. Like I mean, they they switch up the baddie every now and then. Like yeah, they, like there was like Vati and uh, yeah. Skyward like, Sword and the switch up is very, also my favorite backup one. It's, sorry, the, go ahead, Jeff. The switch up character. I mean, um, enemy. I mean, antagonists weren't that great to me. Like when okay. they. Like, I want that much effort that they put in Calamity Ganon to go into somebody else. And we saw something in the brief trailer. It was like kind of like a lich or a witch, an uh, undead witch or something. It's mm-hmm. not like a... A witch? <laughs> we're, 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 we're pretty sure it's Ganondorf. It could be Demise, but I'm pretty sure it's just going to be Ganondorf. It doesn't, it, looks, it doesn't look like Ganondorf. No, no, nah, like, nah, it looked like Ganondorf. It looked like a witch. It was like some type of lich or something. Like, it was like mummified. I don't think. Yeah, because like, he was dead. He was dead. That's no, why. Nobody would have buried Ganon. They would have just left him where he laid. Nobody would have been out here burying him and having the funerals and stuff. Is the, the witch spelled with two V's? Is it? Yes. Instead of a two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but something different and they have like I said the weapon system and stuff is great but they have to they can't just do Breath of the Wild and add some 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 extra enemies and stuff like that they gotta add a lot more to that world to make it the same experience from Breath of the Wild but also a very different one right because otherwise so make it the just, same but make it different yeah that's it's, and it's tricky it's a different. tricky thing if you make it exactly the same, people say, "Oh, you didn't innovate anything." Yeah, you didn't innovate. You didn't, yeah. you didn't do anything, and then people if you like, change if you too much. They say, "This isn't what I liked." This isn't this isn't the game I played. So it's a very thin line, like you saw with uh, um, Horizon Zero uh, Forbidden West. People were complaining that they used one of the same jump animations from the last game. Yeah, that's just stupid, though. Like that's you, you see what I'm saying? Like, like that's like one idiot. Like that's, right. well, not one idiot because there were probably other people co-signing, but it's like it's a group of like idiots. Right. Who I don't think anyone should just pay attention to or listen to because that's dumb. That's a really right. dumb criticism. And also, why do you remember that? Like, what? Like, <laughs> like it's gonna be a very thin line. But I would love to. I don't know if it'd be like a duo antagonist. Maybe somebody's trying to resurrect Ganon. I don't know. Like that would be really cool. Like I would love. Like to me, Zelda's always, always been story driven for me. Like I love the story. The story is really good. The mechanics are good, and you gotta like some of those innovative interactions they added. They gotta go to the next step, and maybe being delayed an extra year is a good thing. Like I'm okay with a game being delayed an extra year, if it's gonna be, if it. If it's going to serve to the quality of the game, as opposed yeah, to... I mean, it's definitely not going to hurt it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you got to think about it. Like, they're very slow with a lot of stuff. Like, we still haven't heard anything from uh, Metroid. Nothing. At all. <laughs> so... The, the, I think the last we heard was that they were starting over. Yeah, they were starting over. They're like, look, we, we messed up. We got we to gotta, we gotta scrap this and start Oops. over. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I mean... 
uh, before before Ash gets into his thing, real quick, I just want to say like the the thing with Breath of the Wild is over time some people have l- levied uh, two big criticisms against it. One is that some parts of the open world feel a little too empty. Like some people like that kind of downtime to feel like you're kind of exploring and lost in this space, whatever. Other people felt like there was just nothing to do, right? And then the other was that there weren't enough of like those big dungeon experiences that you get in like the those four um, mythical beasts, whatever they were called, I forget. But like right. there were like four really big dungeons and then there were like a ton of really mini dungeons. So like there needed to be something, I guess, to fill in that space in between those two extremes. It seemed like and easy so, fixes. Yeah, more yeah, bosses. That, that, yeah, that's, more that bosses. sounds like the... Ex- and bosses, you said? I said more bosses, more like of those mini dungeons. Oh, so okay. Oh, yeah, okay. If they take anything from Elder Ring, like, you remember the Souls games, there was like seven, eight bosses or so. You go from seven, eight bosses to 40, over about 40 different bosses. Well, I don't I don't know if the, the boss stuff you know is what I mean? like I the mean, strength like, for... Like the but dungeons, like, it, it, bosses are usually at the end of the dungeons, but yeah, like usually something similar to that. Like you go in, you got to do all these puzzles or whatever. You know how it goes. Yeah, because like, uh, I, I think yeah, that exploration and puzzle solving aspect is more the speed of the Zelda games than it is like Elder Ring. Like Elder Ring is really kind of like the the overcoming the adversity right. in terms of exploration and challenges. So like I can see why you get like sixty to 70 bosses in Elden Ring and that's fun. I don't know if you could do that in Legend of Zelda and that still be fun because like the combat isn't necessarily the best part of that game. It's really like that sense of exploration and like the the really smart puzzle design in those dungeons and and, like the overworld situations. So I think that's where they should focus their attention Um, and yeah, if they're gonna basically make the world more dense like you're saying, in that way copy Elden Ring to make it so that you turn around and like there's a new interesting thing around those new interesting things wouldn't need to be bosses. They would need to be puzzle situations, which I think is a lot more difficult to do, or maybe just a different kind of difficult to kind of make interesting puzzles or that many interesting puzzles over a wide swath of area. Like I, I do think they have their work cut out for them. I don't so like the like more time they take up for it, the, the be better. Like I feel like sometimes you're getting a puzzle overload. Some things are just exploration, not necessarily, mm-hmm. oh, I got to, use this ability to move this over and then I got to figure out where to move that thing over here. Those things are great, but I don't think there should be like every place you go shouldn't be dependent on that. Some should just be on exploring. Maybe you might need a certain item to go and do this thing at some point that you can't do right now, but you remember when later on we get the item. Well, it's a puzzle. When <laughs> I say puzzle, I mean it's like a sequence. A bunch of pieces got to be moved and move things around. They're all a bunch of synergy. What I mean by it is like, let's say you might go to a lava area and you can't really go into this one area because obviously it's hot, hot, ooh, hot, hot, hot. Um, and then later on, you get something like cooling feet or something. And you're like, oh, <laughs> you can use that in that spot. And you go back, you're like, oh. And there was a little door here. You go in there and there's something in there or whatever. I don't know. Something behind that door. Somebody, like, somebody like put this man in charge of the game, please. <laughs> <laughs> I need I need the cooling feet item in my cool inventory feet. right now. <laughs> but, uh, Happy feet. Coning said, uh, would we accept a new main character in, uh, in, in a Zelda game? Yeah. Um, yeah. I would. I would like an alt, alt character. Like I would. I always wanted to play as the Zelda in Breath of the Wild. Like She was there. She seemed mm-hmm. pretty cool, but like you couldn't really play as her. Or even if you just want to hit Naru's love all day. That's all. All you- day, boom, every day, no matter where I am. But like, 
I always wanted to play as a Goron too. Ever since uh, Majora's Mask, where you could play as one, you put the mask on, you can spin. Like those things were cool. Like the different races were pretty cool when you could play as them. So I wouldn't mind. I don't know if there'd be a you could pick your character, which would be a little bit more difficult, I guess, depending on because of the story. But I wouldn't be opposed to it. It depends on who the character is. So yeah, check this out. Link is running like a Heroes Academy now, right? Because he's all old and stuff, right? Oh. And you are the newest recruit. And I don't no, want to be you were talking about like creating want, a character. I'm corny, I'm no, a, get out of here. I'm corny. No. <laughs> you play as Gandor's son. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah, I wouldn't be. I honestly wouldn't be mad at that. That like, sounds I'm, super dope. Right. I'd be open to playing as a a new main character as long as that character like has connections to the story. Like this character means something to the other characters and not like an outsider that's coming in. Yes. Yes. Like that I'd be more comfortable with that. Ganon's son sounds dope. I'm not gonna lie. Or like a young Ganondorf. I think that was some speculation that folks were thinking that this new game would be like a young Ganondorf story. But I honestly don't see it. Like a connection of like uh, Nathan... uh, uh oh my god a young so in the in the comics where before you you introduce king king's actually mentoring his younger self to make sure he goes on the same path but by doing so he alienates him kills his beloved so now nathan's he's a younger Wait, what version are, of what are you talking about right now so i'm thinking about like what if they did like a younger <laughs> version of gandalf before he jaded and stuff or whatever happened and he somehow he gets transported to the future and he see he doesn't know that this is him but through the course of it, he finds out that this is him while he's trying to stop him and now at this point he has a choice to make whether he becomes that person or he goes and stops himself put this man in the writer's studio today <laughs> today and then i'm still i'm still wondering who nathan is yeah no i don't know <laughs> Oh my god, I can't think of the last name. Uh, Drake. Nathaniel Richard. It's a young, it's a, it's a. So Kang is actually a descendant of either. Oh wait, uh, you're talking about Marvel stuff? Yeah, I figured you were oh, talking about Kang. Marvel. I said Kang. See, I, I heard oh my goodness, King. Bro. Yeah, that's King. what I heard. But you yeah. also never mentioned that you were pivoting into Marvel. Know, like, Marvel. <laughs> you gotta keep up, bro. I there was Zelda <laughs> comic. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I am well, there, are, there, there are Zelda mangas. No. I said comic, son. Ain't nobody saying manga. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's a Japanese comic. They got that. <laughs> Yo, why did you shut my man down? Ashby read that link. He just specifically said comics. It's <laughs> a Japanese comic. Ashby reading that link who uh, hit <laughs> oh, Chill, chill, chill. Link, my man Linku. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Boy. All right, Ash, go, go ahead and speak your, your piece on yes. the Breath of the Wild Please stuff. shut Jeff You've been waiting. Break it down. Break it down. I had so many thoughts for some of the stuff you guys were saying, but I didn't want... I knew if I kept inter- coming in to those, we would never get through anything, so I just kept my mouth shut. Um, <laughs> I had so many comments this whole time, uh, but to the actual original topic... Um, <laughs> Uh, what was I? What was I gonna say? Jesus, there's so much. I don't know. You telling me? <laughs> um, but so I wasn't surprised. Like you, like you were saying, Casey. I wasn't surprised <laughs> that it was delayed. I was mm-hmm. hopeful, though. Uh, the only reason I was hopeful was because I uh, was thinking, you know, games are obviously more complex than they used to be. But I was hoping with the whole Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask, how there was only a year development between those two games because. They use all the same assets from the previous game. Now, granted, 
Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, they're adding the whole uh, vertical- verticality with being in the sky with whatever's going mm-hmm. on there. Uh, and, you know, there's different abilities, but still with Majora's Mask, there was a whole new area uh, with still new abilities, the whole mechanic with uh, being able to put on the mask. You know, so there's still a lot of new stuff that they added, but they still cut a bunch of time by using the same engine and the same assets for a lot. Right. So, right. Which the- isn't. It's not weird for any game sequel to use the same yeah. engine and assets, right? Like right. it's Zelda. That's kind of weird that they've only done it one other time, right? right. And th- and that one other time though, they got it pumped out quick because usually, like you said, yeah, they don't year. they yeah. don't do it quick. That's not the normal thing, especially with their like main uh, original IPs. That is not they don't do yearly releases for those. So the fact that they did that, so when there's like, oh yeah, Breath of the Wild two, I was like, oh, maybe don't get. I didn't expect it to be within a year. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, maybe they'll actually get it out in two years you know they might be able to pull that off uh so when they delayed it i was like i'm still not surprised uh it just seemed like uh in uh, back to what jeff was saying it did make me feel like they are trying to do something the same but different they're trying to be uh making sure that it's interesting while still keeping the core mechanics of what made breath of the wild breath of the wild um excuse me so i'm hopeful uh for it. I think that they will do a, a job going to what Blue was saying. I do think that they will be successful. I think that's why they're delaying it, is to make sure that Somebody they make this game better than Breath of the Wild. But. They delayed it because they didn't want to be in competition with Game of the Year with Elden Ring. That's what somebody said to me. I'm not pointing who those people were. <laughs> they, they said it to me. And they have on a no, I, no, I've seen Yeah, I've seen some Twitter talk about stuff like that. I think that's BS. I, yeah. I'm just saying, you were the one who said it to me, so... Um, no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I must say, although I do think I would like to see who would win in Game of the Year between. Oh yeah, that'd be two. a close one. I, I would, I would actually like to see who would win because Elder Ring is popping off real well, and then Zelda, Zelda. So I would like to see which fan base would like show out more for voting. I don't know how many people uh, in in between those fan bases too who would vote for what. So that'd be kind of fun. That's the thing. Who who gets to vote? There's like a million different Game of the Years awards things. There's like maybe the one big one at the awards show, but yeah. like Nintendo doesn't base their value on whether or not they, they win don't. Jeff which is why I was award, like, you know, <laughs> they, they don't care about the awards. because you're gonna buy it anyway. That's exactly. Really that's award. that's what they yeah. care about. Yeah. <laughs> They don't care about what, what the consumer likes, much less. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about your online services. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't care about nothing. They just said, hey, yeah, you so I, this out, you're going to buy it, right? I Are cannot you? imagine that they were like worried specifically about like <laughs> yeah. going up against Elden Ring. So, like, oh, let's just move the date a full year. Like, nah, they, they, they want to do something and they haven't gotten there yet. Right. So I, I'm just um, curious what it is they're it trying to, to accomplish. Doom, bro. So, for, from what the stuff that they showed, and it's kind of so when like when Jeff, you were talking about the, the, the cooling feet items and such in the sequences. Uh, I feel like the main reason they didn't do that for Breath of the Wild was because they wanted to just give you everything you needed to go wherever you want it right off the rip. Like right off you right after you get done with the initial um, initial area, you like get the paraglider, you sail off. At that point, they give you every item you need to basically be able to go anywhere. Even when it comes to like different climates, you don't have the right armor. You can mm-hmm. make food that'll let you survive in those climates anyway. So like they give you something so that no matter what, you can go to any area you want at any given time. Instead of the more linear route, which is basically what every other Zelda was, which is the you go here, you get this item, oh now you have access to the other area. Or you usually though, to keep it easy, you needed that item for the area you were in. 
but it might give you secrets in a different area. Um, mm-hmm. Which I I don't mind. Like I like either way. Yeah, like cooling cooling boot feet. I don't. Know. I like I like both. I actually miss uh, a lot of the linearity uh, of the regular Legend of Zelda, even though I really like love Breath of the Wild. Uh, just because, um, like Casey, you were talking about the one of the gripes that people have were some areas were still like too empty. Um, what you know, lore wise, that made sense. This is after the calamity, all the stuff happened. They're still trying to recoup after everything so that's why there's just a few big settlements and then like the places where the horse tents were at and stuff so that's mm-hmm. why there's only a few big settlements there's not many people just out and about so everywhere else is just creatures and they didn't want to just turn into you know uh hyrule warriors and just leave a crap ton of creatures everywhere uh either so i feel like that's why they it was like that i didn't i i didn't mind the, the literal breath of fresh air in between, uh, like a bunch of mobs of enemies and stuff, so I mm-hmm. thought it was okay. Uh, but I definitely understood like why people would feel like that. But it was just too empty. Um, so I'm hoping that with Breath of the Wild too, that they're taking this time off to one, uh, whatever the new stuff that they're doing with like you saw the stasis, but it, instead of just being stasis because it was the same color and effect and everything, but it actually uh-huh. like reversed the the effect of whatever yeah. the momentum and physics of. So I'm sure that's complicated. Their physics engine was already really like crazy in Breath of the Wild. The ways yeah, that like, they figured out how to utilize that. Um, like so. I, it's it's a it's like a what's the word like an immersive sim level of interaction. Yeah, right. Where like like there are rules in the world and you can make use of them in ways that the devs have zero control over because the systems are just going to do what they do. Right. And like, now, so if, yeah, if they're trying to expand upon that, like that might take some doing. Yeah, they got to account for every new thing that they add, and because they don't want to make it broken. Even though there was things you could you could do in Breath of the Wild if you want to be like you could literally just let yourself fly off on a minecart. Yeah, uh, folks figured out right. some wild. Still, like <laughs> folks wild are still stuff. doing super wild stuff in the first game, which is what makes it awesome too. It's just fine. Even if I don't do them, when I see the videos, I'm just like, that's insane. I'm gonna try just to do it one time. Oh, that was hilarious! And then I just go back to playing how I want to play it. But the freedom to play it however you want. Uh, is really so. I think they're really trying to figure out how they can still keep that same freedom that you had in the first game, but add in these new items that won't just completely easily break it, no mm-hmm. matter what. Uh, <laughs> especially with some of the stuff you've seen. Uh, I saw, I remember when they showed the patents for how he like went through the bottom when he like teleported up or whatever flew up and he went through the bottom of that floating island and then came out on top or whatever. Yeah. Uh, there, I saw the patents for that and them like trying to draw up when that does and doesn't work. And I, I can't imagine having to worry about like the slanted slopes. It basically, it's like the, the area where you enter in has to meet certain criteria. And then where you come out on the other side has to also meet that same criteria. So it's like, uh, you have to account for that for every single <clears throat> platform like that they're surface making. In the, right. Okay. And since you have to do that for every single one, that actually has to matter. I'm assuming that could potentially like glitch out or cause bugs. So that, you know, stuff like that is definitely going to take time. So I'm, I'm, I don't think this is a bad thing at all. I'm hoping mm-hmm. that uh, with that extra time too, that they might even. Uh, I'm a, I, 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 at this point, I feel like they already have all the new ideas that they really want to do. I think they're just trying to make sure that they actually work <laughs> and mesh well. Um, yeah, yeah. For mechanics, mechanics polish, wise, anyway. full year polish. Yeah, because uh, yeah, <laughs> they're going to need it. <laughs> um, but for story wise, uh, that's the one I'm really concerned about because the whole thing with Breath of the Wild was that after you get off that little sp- tutorial uh, area. You could go to Ganon if you want to. It's going to be hard, 
But I've seen people do it. They get off the island, they go straight to Ganon, uh, Calamity Ganon, and they beat the game, speed run yeah. it. It's the most speed run friendly game I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> and people still find ways to do it quicker. But um, I don't know what they're going to do with this one. Uh, that little extra bit of gameplay that they showed in the delay video mm-hmm. uh, showed, again, at least... I, wa- I didn't look at it again because I didn't want to cry too hard. Uh, I went. I wasn't sure if that was the uh, Master Sword again that was broken. I didn't pay too close. No, to yeah, the it was definitely the Master Sword. Yeah, okay. And it was like it, broken blade, kind of corroded was, at the end. I was yeah. worried because I saw first when I when I first saw it, and I was like, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to look at it again. I was going to do it before we had the podcast, but I didn't have time because I had to leave today. Um, but for a second, because it, it reminded me of the. Um, Whatever they called it before it was the Master Sword and uh, Skyward Sword. I don't know if it was just called the Skyward Sword or not. You know how the design changed, like even the hilt color changed as it continued to upgrade until it actually became the Master Sword in that game? No, I never but, played through Skyward oh, Sword. Oh, jeez. Well, all right. I can't that. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. What? Is, it, is that it. not universally considered the worst Zelda game? I I mean, other than the Philips CDI ones, I guess. Yeah, we don't talk. We don't. Those aren't. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> we don't talk about those. Don't, those don't exist. exist. <laughs> um, but I think that uh, I wasn't sure I was going to go back and look. I was like, is that the how, like, did it regress to being before the Master Because people were talking about how there were hints of uh, Fee, Fi, whatever you want to call it, a spirit that dwells within the Master Sword that mm-hmm. they introduced the Skyward Sword. And that you can see that in Breath of the Wild. There were moments where you see the Master Sword, like, glow as if it was trying to commune with either the uh, Deku Tree or with Zelda or anything like that. Uh, so people were saying, like, oh, that's feet by whatever, uh, trying to commute. So I was wondering <clears> if it got to the point where uh, that happened again because you had to upgrade and get it there. So I was like, did it regress back to where it was, like, in the beginning of Skyward Sword? That would be kind of crazy. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know what they're going to do with it. I just hope that, like Jeff said, it's same but different. <laughs> they keep the freedom. <laughs> they let you go about it however you want to play the game. You can get as much story as you want or as little story as you want. I would hope that they do it a little bit more in your face this time, though. Uh, that's why I said I don't miss. I, I don't mind the linearity of Legend of Zelda because I do come for the story uh, as part of it, too. And with Breath of the Wild, you can get no story whatsoever if you want. And I don't necessarily like that. I don't like that I have to look that hard for a lot of the story. Uh, I like the exploration, but I don't want to look for my, the main thing that I came for. I just want that given to me. The extra bonus stuff, like the hidden secrets, the actual hidden lore that is extra. I don't mind looking for those. You know, it's like, um, it'd be like if the only way you got story, and I don't know if it is like this, but I'm going to use control as an example. It's like if the, uh, because I didn't play control. If the only way you got the story control is to read the little messages and letters and listen to tapes the whole way through. I am not a fan of of a game that does that. I just, give me the the main part of the story and then I can find out. Hidden like stuff. extra stuff. From yeah, the side. Like, okay. Yeah, you know, like oh, Fair you enough. find more about the villain's motives if you actually did some exploration. That sounds cool. I'll do that. Like that's an extra tidbit for people who took the time. But just give me, give me what I came for, like the base version of the story, and then Fair I'll look for that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So okay. I'm alright with the delay. I wish it was still coming out, but I, I I trust them with Zelda. They haven't disappointed me. Even with Skyward Sword, it wasn't the best, but I wasn't I wasn't fully disappointed. I didn't have any motion control issues, so that's probably why. My, I never had a single motion control issue. So I didn't have an issue with motion controls. I hated motion controls. <laughs> <laughs> like, they I, worked. I just think they sucked. 
I was but, uh, young, we'll, so we'll, I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll move off of uh, the Zelda stuff and move into our next topic. Uh, essentially, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, a lot of Democratic uh, politicians have uh, sent a letter to the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, over the Xbox Activision acquisition deal. Uh, they've penned a letter stating that they have concerns that um, the issues facing the workers, like in terms of sexual assault allegations and whatnot, um, their rights, etc., will likely get overlooked and forgotten in the wake of this deal. Um, and so they're kind of petitioning them to look into it heavier to make sure that that's not the case or maybe to stop it altogether for fear that it will be troublesome to the employees, which is, uh, I'll, I'll say, I think it's kind of an odd position being as how we heard from a lot of actual Activision uh, Blizzard employees immediately after the Microsoft deal. Like we, like Jason Schreier, I want to say, was getting some information out about like kind of the temperature of the actual workforce in the wake of that news. And they all seem pretty optimistic in terms of a change in leadership uh, being a way to help get their issues resolved. And I think a lot of like the gaming media and whatnot were of the mindset that this is good because this forces Bobby Kotick out of the picture. Right. And like there was kind of no way he was going to leave without that. So um, I don't know, like you, you guys have read over some of the stuff that was in this uh, letter that they wrote. Like what, what is your take on kind of where they're going with this? Uh, for me, the FCT, the FTC usually decides if there's some type of like conflict of interest or if it's going to like create a conglomerate to where there's not going to be like fair business practices to where like this mm -hmm. particular let's say like i don't know uh mcdonald's bought all fast food restaurants now they can set their prices they can do what they want blah 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 there won't be like any fair business practices yeah, um like monopolies and stuff right to me this is them interjecting their just their opinion you know what i'm saying not based on mm -hmm. any actual facts or anything like that. That's like saying a, a child is that gets taken by um, the authorities. We call them diapers here. It take, gets taken by the authorities because it's they're not being fed at home. They're being um, abused, and they put them with a foster family, which is a better home, right? That's like someone saying, "Oh, well, that's that's not solving the problem." There, what's really happening isn't going to get addressed because they're put in a different home. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it. That's why the things will get addressed, because the people who were in charge for whatever amount of years where it wasn't getting addressed will no longer be in charge or have another, well, hopefully gone, or a, a different type of person to where there's no connection. Like before they were able to get away with this stuff because they worked together for a certain amount of years. It was like that bro culture to where, mm. you know, they kind of sweep stuff under the rug if they were cool. Now this, we're going to a whole separate thing. Microsoft isn't going to stand for that type of stuff. Like, hey, this gets reported. It's going to get taken care of, especially since it happened in the past. Also, there was a letter written to where Microsoft said they would uh, recognize any union that um, Blizzard wind up recognizing it. So there was no chance that th they got a union and they came over to Microsoft's like, kind of, oh yeah, we don't recognize you guys. No, it was like, if it gets recognized, we will definitely recognize it when the merger happens. Like there won't be any like, you know, change of, you know, the, the you know, there's no <clears throat> unions or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It just seems like there's something more behind it. Like they, I, I don't think I've heard them speak about these allegations. I mean, the things that were going on with Blizzard and Mark, uh, Blizzard Activision before this. 
It wasn't yeah, I'm not sure about that either. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if anyone from Capitol Hill weighed in on that stuff. Like when it was like a like a brand new story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but I'm, I'm not sure. That is one thing that concerns me. You know, once the money got flashed around, then we're hearing public officials. That being said, I don't know if I trust. I, I I hear what they're saying. I don't know if I trust Microsoft to be different. You know, we only know about these things after the fact. So. Mm-hmm. Microsoft could be, I think they have the potential to be just as bad, and they're talking all this good stuff so the merger can happen. Um, and yeah, I, I understand the fear, you know. Um, this could be a big distraction to, you know, not necessarily maintain that culture, but I guess transform it to look like something else and still be abusive. So we really got to be careful with the wording that um, goes down with all this reform. And I think that's kind of what this letter is is saying like we need to be very careful about how this merger happens to protect the employees um and i think everybody and but it's it's a shame that it's coming after the the bill you know what i mean like to me it would have been more genuine if they were already behind the workers and supporting them and making statements as opposed to now all of a sudden showing up to me like yeah it kind of sounds like lip service right like they want to be part of the conversation right just in case something happens right. they can be like oh well we we were on the side of the workers when right. whatever occurred occurred right and like i said i gave that analogy before but like it's more likely that these things will go unaddressed if the current situation stays as it is because yeah, that was the current situation yeah, <laughs> like they like, were unaddressed the, in right. the current situation the same people that were running the company are the same people that are running it now where all this stuff happened. So if we left this the same, it's more likely that going, whether it was Microsoft or anybody, that them getting acquired by somebody else would cause a change. Because the last thing you want is is to have an apple, what is it, uh, a poison, uh, apple from the poison tree or whatever it is, to where yeah, that, that poison those tree bad, story, yeah. yeah those, you know that story I'm talking about with the poison tree, <laughs> with the feet, with the, cool, with the cold feet. And you come over and now we have those same things about Microsoft. They'll see themselves in the same the same situation blizzardly. Like their stocks dropped. Mm-hmm. Like like if this kept up, like if, if they didn't get acquired, I could see them going under. I could see them going under. And not well, not because they didn't have any bangers coming out. It's because they were a shitty company. Yeah. Like they were they were definitely facing a downward spiral in the wake of these allegations, like uh, and and especially with the fact that the person in charge refused to take any sort of accountability, right? Like, I mean, he paid lip service, and then immediately you find out, oh no, he was also part of the problem in a big way. Right. And it's like he's like, well, let's not talk about that. I'm going to continue to try and fix the problem that I helped create, and then and that I am in charge of. Like, I I just won't <laughs> I just won't go. Was kind of how that felt. So, like, I will say. Part of the letter that they were writing seemed to uh, echo a lot of concern that um, a lot of like the player base and like general populace had in that even if Microsoft buys this and starts fixing issues uh, from their side, from the top down or whatever, um, Bobby Kotick essentially gets a golden parachute and he doesn't really face any uh, problems. He gets to kind of just exit gracefully out into the ether. Or whatever like people weren't happy about that but i for one was the mindset like i don't know how we get to him like 
Right. <laughs> like, like in what situation, other than the lawsuits, like if the lawsuits go through and he's held accountable or whatever, like, like there's no way anything is going to happen to him based on like his his role in the company and like the allegations that are coming out. So like it's they kind of it sucks. Too. Yeah, they yeah. just they just settled the one with the equal uh, employment opportunity right. commission. But there's still some other ones that I think could uh, they still yeah, have still to a, pay out. Yeah, there's yeah. still a bunch of them still under. If but you the, are the thing is, you can see the attitude behind that sometimes too. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, just it's just politics it's just and visibility and. At the end of the day, it's just a bill. It's a number. Yeah, so like I like I know that he does need to be punished, but like we live in a society where like that's just not the case. Like you don't really get that vindication all the time. Like the worst of it is a, is probably going to be a fine, right? For like the most rich and powerful in this country. Like I I like it sucks, but like I can come to accept that as reality. Uh, this sounds like the politicians want to pay lip service to that fact. Like they they know that it's probably going to be the case. But they want to complain about it before it's the case so that they kind of sound like they're not complicit in it. And I and I'm, I'm I don't know why they felt it was necessary to do this. Like there's probably some other political play that they're going to be going for in the future. And this needed to be out there on record. But honestly, like this and I think it's already stated like this letter won't affect anything, really. Like the FTC is going to make right. a decision based on, you know, information like, that they have. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. But this this seems strange and uh it seems political in like the worst way like right. this this is strategic right. and doesn't actually mean anything right they pander yeah yeah like oh, oh this team just won the super bowl oh that's my favorite team now or that's what I, you know what i'm saying like they seem very like they're looking for that vote for something. Like they're going to be calling upon that vote at some point. Hey, remember we supported you guys when this was going on. We were there. Like we're all about this and that. Mm-hmm. But but then you weren't. Like if you were going to be there, you should have been there. You know, in person, making statements. You know, showing up, not just oh this is going through. Let me write a letter. And they're yeah, just they, not writing. This a is letter as now. early as they could think to get in on the ground floor of whatever it is they think is coming. Um, so. Will that will Microsoft address these things? I would hope so, because, like I said, their blowback will be a lot bigger than Activision's Blizzard. Because oh yeah, you know that was these people. No, you took this company. You knew these things were going on. You didn't make adjustments to address these things. So now you're a bigger villain than when they were just by themselves. Uh-huh. Do I hope they will? I think they will because with them in mind, like they were, said as much. Yeah, they so have to be knowing. Yeah, like hopefully if, they'll. We take it on this Live problem, child. Yeah, like that's when Batman took on Jason Todd. He knew there's something. You know, this was a bad kid. Oh there's my goodness! Everything's a comic with this guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like there's something more that has to all be right, done. A manga. <laughs> but it's, you know. Uh, it's all like, right. On on that note, the bad stuff, child. You know, he knows there's something else <laughs> that has to be done to help fix this. Actually, doing continue. yoga. Look at him too. <laughs> but um. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, stuff. Any, anything else on on this particular story before we go into the E3 stuff? E3. What, what E3 stuff? Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. E3 2022, canceled. Mm. Done. Finito. Uh, they have said, though, um, they are planning to basically come back with a bigger, not, not necessarily bigger, but like a more traditional E3 experience next year. Right. But with them taking the full year off, like no presence whatsoever, 
like, will people care? Because we're going to get our, our summer news somewhere, right? right? Like, IGN it's like, is doing their summer of games again. Yeah, IGN's doing that. Jeff Keighley has his uh, Summer uh, Games Fest A-Fest, event yeah. as well. So, like, we're going to get our news. Just E3 won't be involved in any but, capacity for this year. Like, will, do you think this will have lasting effects on their ability to come back as a trade I show? Hope so. I, I think that they already were, like, going... Once... Nintendo's basically not at E3. Sony's mm-hmm. not at E3. Sony's not, yep. So they only had Microsoft, and then they had, you know, like, I think, who was there? Square, Bethesda, Activision. Right. And Bethesda um, is now Microsoft. And technically, Microsoft, Microsoft uh, had floor space for, weirdly enough, Mixer the last time they had a, yep. a, <laughs> a presence there. Their actual showcase was in their own theater. No yeah, theater, so they're not even right? using... So, like, I'm yeah... Like, <laughs> They're not using E3 as like the main stage, but like they were still patronizing it. So at this point, I'm just like, I I think E3's dead, honestly. I don't know what they're going to do next year. They really have to like come with it, maybe organize it in a way. Because I, I remember a long time ago, uh, before I'd even been to any like gaming convention, I was talking to somebody who was like, huh? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I saw someone who was like, yeah, I've been both to E3 and the PAX. And I, you know, at that time, I was just like, "Oh, E3, hell!" He's like, "E3 is cool, but PAX was better because I actually got to play the games." He's like, yeah, E3, E3, yeah, E3, <laughs> E3 has always been for like uh, industry insiders and right. press, right? So like, if, if you're, you're not going, that. yeah, if you were going to like try to get a look at new stuff, like those were like behind closed doors meetings and stuff. Like PAX is for the public, like that's right. where you can get that kind of experience. So. so he was like, if you're not going there as press or anything, it doesn't really matter. And now that everybody has their own, you know, like, uh, I forget, uh, we got Nintendo Directs. We got, I forget what PlayStation is. Are they called Directs too? Uh, called? State of Play. State of Play, thank you. They have their State of Play. Xbox used to have their thing back in the day. I, rem- I don't remember what it's called, but I used to watch uh, it. I, inside I Xbox? Yeah, I think, it, maybe. Xbox Inside or something like that. Yeah, you got it. That was. But it. yeah, they, they, don't, they don't have like a no. branded name for their stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> But you, you know, get on that because Twitter they, works. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. So yeah, but everybody has their own thing, and people drop their stuff like throughout the year. They don't just wait until like they do. Don't get me wrong; they still wait until this, that time of the year because there's still like that expectancy. Once June comes around, it's like, oh yeah, we got the, the summer's games, games fast. Right. Yeah, they they use like the whole summer now, right? right. Like it's right. kind of spread out over the whole, the whole time. month or two, right? Versus like a a, a single week of just the biggest announcements for the year. Right. And usually, I feel like it's always been this way. The summertime isn't big for video game releases. Like summertime mm-hmm. till about September. They take a bit of a break, yeah. yeah. Usually like you would get those Naruto Ninja Storm games where you would get like a, a you would get like Madden, like those around that time. Or you get like those off-ring games like Transformers, War for Cybertron. Like, but like the games that everybody was looking forward to, like the AAA games and stuff like that. You have very specific oh, examples. <laughs> And it's like, so summertime people were like, really like, oh, well, you know, I'm not playing anything like great, but I would love to hear about some of the great stuff that's coming out. So it was like a very good time. Like I remember E3 just like three days of hearing nothing but game. You know, even at yep. work, pulling it up and and li- listening to the presentations of what's coming out and the anticipation and the shock and awe when they announce stuff. So, like, I would like to see, even if it's not E3, as long as 
that summer tradition continues. But I feel yeah. like in order for E3 to continue with everybody else and get them to come back, they're going to have to do something different. I don't, and I'm not sure what that is, but they're going to have to do something different because a lot of people were getting away from the in-person thing. Even with COVID kind of dying down, the mm-hmm. in-person E3, I don't think that's ever going to be a thing again. I mean, they're, they're going to try for sure. And like before the people pandemic and up. stuff, they were trying to make it more of like a PAX type situation or like a, a what's the German one called? Gamescom. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Where, because that one is as big as E3. It's a trade show, but then they have all their press and industry stuff like the first couple of days. And then they have the week of like actual public people. Uh, and events and stuff for them. Like, Ethan was going to try and pivot to do something more in that vein. But, like, they kind of got screwed <laughs> by the fact that the pandemic was coming around. And also by their own hand, because, like, they had the big uh, privacy thing where, like, a bunch of, like, uh, people on their list got hacked right. because, yeah. like, they had no security. So, like, they were already, like, in a bad way. And people were already pulling out because of uh, the, the just the overt cost of, like, doing the trade show and stuff and, like, much easier options. So, like, I wrote a thing about this a while back about how... That was kind of like the death knell for E3, um, and I'm I'm not happy to say it because like I like Jeff like I always loved E3 as a concept. I always wanted to go like I've never been to an E3. Uh, that's like one of my industry dreams like getting to go as press and like you know check out new stuff and talk to people and whatever. Uh, but like it doesn't seem like it's viable anymore, and it doesn't seem like it's going to work going forward. Like I I don't see them really coming back. Like we'll probably get a couple more uh, attempts from E3 trying to come back. And, you know, like, they probably still have connections with, like, big wigs in the industry. So, like, you know, maybe you'll get a Microsoft. You'll definitely get a Ubisoft involved. <laughs> uh, Ubisoft will do anything. Do. Exactly. They're ubiquitous. It's in the name. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I do think it's it's over for E3 and something new was going to rise up in its place. Or, at the very least, just something that everyone agrees on doing in that summer time frame that kind of hits those same big news notes. Which I think that that's what they're doing right now, at least anyway. Because with the every, everyone says they're like big directs or state of plays and stuff. At least from last year, it seemed like saved it to that time of year, or still, uh, you know, worked with Jeff Keighley to get some announcements during the Game Awards and stuff. Uh, it, whether it be the Games Fest or the Game Awards, which is never coming even still. Uh, it seems like they're still trying to keep the the you know expectancy of come during this time of year for the big reveals. Uh, for the most part. So I do, I, I do enjoy that. Because E3 was big when gaming wasn't as popular as it is. It was as mainstream. So now, <laughs> right. Yeah, like, like e- yeah, E3 used to be the thing that got on the radar of the mainstream, right? right? right. Like news news reporters would be like, oh, the because they would they would make the biggest announcement. They'd be like, oh, this remember that super popular console you love? The sequel is out now thanks to, you know, they revealed it at E3. Right. Like stuff like that. So... Yeah, it doesn't, like, games are big enough on their own. They don't necessarily need the force of the ESA, which is, you know, the people who yeah. put on E3. Like, your kids to, like, grow get up their and they, message don't, out there. they don't need you anymore, you know? Oh, I'm grown. Kind of, yeah. I no, that's a really grown. good analogy. I'm independent, you know? Like, ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, if, if anybody's curious about the thing I wrote back in 2020 about the death of E3... <laughs> I put a link in the chat for you. You love killing stuff. Oh, your favorite games should be able to die. Ooh, E3 People like reading about the death of stuff. You love killing stuff. (laughs) I didn't kill it. I'm just writing about it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Shoot the messenger. Don't literally. (laughs) We're here to hear first. Jeff's 
philosophy is to shoot the messenger. <laughs> you see what they did to him in 300? You can't go around disrespecting kings and stuff and just think you're going to bring the, the heads of dead kings to their doorstep and threaten his people with slavery. That's just not how it works. I'm sorry, but Leonidas was out of out of uh, out of line. He was not out of line. That man came in with heads and whatnot. Let me bring some heads, some cut off heads to your door and see how you react. Uh, but anyhow, let's get to our final topic and close up today's show. Uh, PlayStation Plus, it's 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 back, baby. Coming in here with a new and improved service. Three tiers, right? Uh, if you guys don't know, um, in, starting in June. Uh, PlayStation Plus will now have three tiers of service. There's mm. PlayStation Plus Essential, which is exactly what PlayStation Plus is now. You get, um, you know, your free games every month. You get access to online play. Um, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, other than after that, you get PlayStation uh, Extra. PlayStation Plus, Plus Extra. Extra. That's a dumb right. name. Uh, that one kind of combines the PlayStation Now service, which previously was a separate subscription, and that allows you a library of about 450 games, I think they said. Um, you can download many of them to the console. Some, I think, play via cloud, but uh, that is in addition to uh, the benefits of the other, the previous service, the essential service. And, and that's just for PS4 and PS5 games, though, right? I think the Yes, that's like whatever yeah. whatever's in the Now library, which is PS4 okay. and PS5 stuff. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And then, and then finally, PlayStation weren't included, right? Yeah, not, not yeah, like whatever's in the PlayStation now, which is not any of their recent first-party games. No, so but their final tier, PlayStation Plus Premium, Ooh. essentially gets you 350 additional games added to that library. Um, they've not really specified what those games are, but I believe those games probably include uh the the bigger selling point of Premium, which is you get access to backwards compatible games, like you get. PS3 stuff, PS2 stuff, and PS1 stuff. Uh, but the PS3 stuff runs off of the cloud because there's they don't have a way to have that run natively on the actual hardware because the PS3 stuff processor is still a mystery to Sony and everyone else involved. <laughs> uh, and with that, you get like game demos for like their new stuff or uh, whatever. And then you get like some extra discounts and, and perks and whatnot. But either way, it, no matter what tier you're paying for, even the highest tier, uh, they've stated that you will not get access to their brand new first party uh, exclusive games with any of these services. Like they won't be offering them as part with as part of these streaming services like Microsoft does. Um, and I think that's the biggest differentiating factor between these two services. So uh, what are you guys take on what Sony is offering here? Um, are you interested in signing up at any tier level or like is this kind of a disappointment? Disappointment. Because I feel like another thing is they make it very complicated. Like simpler is better. Mm -hmm. You have way mm -hmm. too many different tiers with what's included and what's not included. Like mm -hmm. that's very confusing for the consumer. Like this is PlayStation Plus, whatever you're going to name it, you know, catalog or whatever it is, 15 bucks a month. You get all these games. That's it. Not mm -hmm. or you can go here for the premium. Like I feel like I'm going to get a car wash and they're asking me which... <laughs> Which tier that I want for my car wash? Like, it's a lot service, or yeah. No? <laughs> like you're you're spreading things very very thin. Um, they could survive off of you know without you just the third party games, but how long before the first party games are on there? That's that's yeah, they, they haven't specified because yeah. like they they will have like cause I know the the PlayStation Now stuff and the stuff that'll be rolled into the extra tier 
include stuff like the the first well not the first god of war but you know the god of war remake right. uh, i believe uh death stranding is going to be on there it's, miles uh, morales the, and the yeah miles morales it's like yeah so their stuff will probably eventually come there like my best guess is probably after like a year or so but like the the whole day and date thing which is one of the biggest aspects of game pass what makes it like such a uh, a highly coveted thing like would work especially well for sony because sony is the one who has these super high quality exclusives but because they're so high quality in sony's mind they're like people will pay a premium for them and they will so they're gonna leave them off and they can probably have their cake and eat it too in that way but then again who's gonna who's gonna subscribe to the service if it doesn't have that main reason to subscribe because i personally don't want it at this point i already played playstation plus but like i've, I've let it lapse in the past and had to like re-remind myself to go back and get it <laughs> so like i'm probably not going to upgrade to anything else because i don't play enough on my playstation i i will say um i'm glad that they got in the game um i'm glad that you know game pass has a competitor i'm not saying that they came out strong but um <laughs> i'm glad that they came they got in the game unfortunately <laughs> um and what i was going to mention and like spaz is talking about Game Pass kind of swung back with that family plan coming out. That's going to make what was already a cheaper service even cheaper. So that's going to be fun. Um, But hopefully uh, PlayStation will take what they have now and evolve and make um, gaming overall more affordable. And Game Pass will push them to make their service better and vice versa. Hopefully. Yeah, right right now, um, it's good to see that even with the kind of response to PlayStation uh, Plus's new thing, Microsoft is saying like, oh, we're, we're still going to sweeten our deal. Like, they, they're not yeah. complacent, right? Yeah. And saying like, oh, well, we won. Like, Sony did this thing and it's not exactly what we're doing. So we won. We can leave things as they are. Yeah. Like, no, they're still trying to evolve it and make it even more consumer friendly right. than it was. But I wanted to real quick, Lampy pointed out earlier that uh, Game Pass also has three tiers. It does. What, I know that there's Game Pass Ultimate, See, which is the combination of PC and console. But and like, what are can, the other tiers? Yeah, so I never, get, uh, it's kind of it's more options. So you have the Xbox Live Gold, right, which is just online. And yeah, just online. Yeah, Gold. right. And then you have Xbox Game Pass for console or for PC, which is the same, right? And then you have Ultimate, which is everything. So. Uh, when I say console and PC are okay. the same, it's just like they're separate. No, yeah, like okay, oh, I got you. okay, yeah, because yeah, that uh, those mean? yeah, like rather than tiers, that those are more that feels like yeah, they feel like yeah. different services. Like if you're yeah. if you don't have an Xbox to play on PC, then you would need this one versus that right. one. If you play both, then you can get a deal on both. So like, I don't, but, know. I feel like that's a little different. Also, but I, I get it. Like there is some confusion there too. Also, a bonus with Ultimate too is I, if I I believe because if you get Ultimate, which is what I usually get anyway. Uh, because it gives me Xbox Live, I am then able to for, uh, play with other people who are uh, on Xbox anyway with mm-hmm. Xbox Live. So I think if you just get the regular PC version of Game Pass without Xbox Live, you won't be able to yeah. uh, do like you know the cross play with people on that game. I think I don't I, I, I remember. So that also you can't, I, I don't know because like, the regular version of Game need... Pass doesn't have the online subscription. They kind of got to wait. So gold is by itself is like nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. So it makes more sense to get ultimate, which is fifteen ninety nine, because of the price. 
uh, I think Game Pass by itself is around like nine bucks too. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken or something like that. But if no, I think right. no choice. Yeah. Look at it. Right. Like the regular Game Pass version doesn't include the online subscription to play multiplayer games. Yeah, it's it's basically for people who don't who like adamantly don't want ultimate. Like they're right. saying like I don't want ultimate, I want just this versus just that, then they have an option. Right. But like Xbox is basically saying like look, just pay this and we'll give you everything. You get everything. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but um <laughs> I personally, yeah, like if if anything, uh, once I get a new job, maybe I will subscribe to like the the fifteen dollar tier because because that's what I'm paying now for Ultimate on Xbox side. So like I wouldn't I wouldn't think it's too crazy to do it on PlayStation side, except for right now, like I'm not playing PlayStation games, so like it does not make sense for me to be subscribed to that tier to get those older games. But like yeah. their premium their premium tier, like I I don't I don't care about their backwards compatible library enough for me to pay extra for it and it's 19 right? a month right yeah yeah man them legal emulations that i have on my <laughs> do me just well so well because yeah, right on because on the xbox side like their backwards compatible stuff is just included like it's, it's just par for the course with their like you're not paying extra for that right for that now granted library. like sony is you know that we, aside you do got to give credit where credit's due, though. Sony's got a lot more titles than Xbox does to. Well, I, that I have questions about, right? Yeah, because third party, it's about yeah, so it's much. about the third party yeah. stuff. Because Sony, Sony has a ton of third party support for PS One and PS Two. Yeah, but like, how much of that are they putting on that library? Like, and that, that's really what I was kind of like. There, I know they have a uh, crap ton of old stuff. Um, and one thing, but like, what's in there? in there? About this, to me, it's once again, it's not a tier. It's a to me. It's a a package deal. A tier is when there's level one, level two, level three. This is more. You can buy gold or you can buy ultimate. But if you buy, I mean, you can buy gold or you can buy game pass. But if you buy ultimate, it comes with both, which is more of a package deal as opposed to mm-hmm. a tier. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah. Buy two, get one. You know, buy one, get two, or whatever it is. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. So it's not really a tier. It's more of a a bundle, like uh, Lucifer said. Oh, you're yeah. saying like because <clears throat> in comparison to the PlayStation one, it's like you get PlayStation Plus, or you get PlayStation Plus with a little bit of now, and then you get PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus with all of PlayStation now, basically. Because that's how that's that's how I got from the structure, right? Is that basically what it is? Kind of. Okay. Yeah. Except I think the the little bit of now is all of now, and then they're <laughs> adding like the the uh, older stuff. I think is like oh. what the premium tier is. See, I never used now, so I didn't know what was in. in yeah, I, I didn't either. Lampy says that's not true, Casey. What's not true? That's not true, Casey. <laughs> Try again, Casey. It says now currently has PS2 and three games. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that. Well, then that kind of makes it. Well, I mean, it's still Lampy. I saw you say earlier that it is cheaper than have, paying for both separate. So that's still a good thing, no matter what. But it sucks that then they're making the tier two only have some of now, and then tier three have the rest of it. So it's like they took the service, bundled it together, but then split it. Is that is that kind of it? Is that Lampy? You let me know because I didn't use that. <laughs> I'm going to get pissed off if I'm scrolling through that library and like half the stuff's like gray because I didn't pay like another $4 a month. Right. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's weird. Like, yeah, you look through the library and it's yeah, it's like, oh, that. the one yeah. game that I thought would be in here because I paid to have access to the library is a couple dollars away. Right. Yeah, that's gonna feel kind of frustrating. PS4, or PS5 one that makes it very like 
like I said, that's where it makes it very complicated. Then I got to look up what games are included in this and what games aren't. Is it something I want? Like, it should just be pay a price. I can see if their online service was separate. Is their online service included in this bundle, or do you still have to yeah. pay for PlayStation? At the, at the lowest tier, the essential okay. tier, it's included. So, so when you go second tier, is not? It is. No, it isn't. No, it okay. is. Yeah, it okay. always Cause, yeah, cause uh, the, yeah, each tier just adds stuff to the bottom one. Like, it doesn't remove stuff. anything. <laughs> I, I, don't I, don't understand. I remember seeing a price. Let me double check. And I get what Lampy is saying, too, why they split it that way. And at least they made tier two the more modern games, because they're like most people... "Quote unquote," will want the modern games, and then for the people who want the older games, they go to tier yeah, because yeah, that's that's pretty much where I would fall if I was going to subscribe. Like I'd probably uh, go on that middle tier, and I think they think most people are going to go that middle tier. The premium one is is the they're they're heart. trying to squeeze the people who are like the most loyal, the yeah. most diehard, <laughs> right? I, while also making it seem more pro sumer for those who are like the more uh, the younger crowd potentially. For the parents, they'll be like, oh, you know, you don't want the most expensive one? Yeah, sure, whatever, I'll get you that one. You can get that <laughs> one. Um, okay, so any anything else to add on the PlayStation Now? It's uh, not on PC, and it's not day one, so I don't care. Wait, no, there, there is some PC, PC crossover, yeah. right? There's, I can't remember the specifics it? of it, though. Let me go yeah, back. There's... Wait, show me. Show me. <laughs> you look it up. <laughs> Damn. I'm scrolling, <laughs> but someone showed me. I have bad eyesight. I, I wear glasses. Uh, I think it's like cloud stuff on PC. I don't really? know if you can. Yeah, it's just streaming. Offers, yeah, offers cloud TV. streaming access for PS2, like PSP, PS4 games. Uh, well, you said PS4, PS5 games? Or those oh, they can stream games using the consoles or and PC. Okay, so I guess whatever you can stream on the consoles, uh, they probably have a, a PC application that allows you to stream them via PC okay. as well. Okay, so I might, I might uh, care. It's, it's not like a PC Game Pass where you download it on PC and play right. the PC version, but on your PC you can stream those games there. So, so as long I as guess... your server is good, then I'm okay. Yeah, with it. my internet's fine. So as long as your server is good, <laughs> all right, then I'm okay with it. Well, that's all I got on that topic. All right then. Uh, so thanks everybody for tuning in. Hope uh, you enjoyed the show. Ash, why don't you let folks uh, know where they can find you and what you'll be doing this week. Prayerfully, you will see me later on this week at Ash Redux on Twitch, in which with my new GPU, um, oh, I will actually be able to create the content that I used to create before games started saying that my old GPU was not enough to do that. Uh, Sad. So, <laughs> Sad listen, ever heard. Try, try to stream while recording uh, your face cam and the gameplay separately so I have multiple applications up so I can have the clean fees to edit it however I want. I do it, that all the time. Oh, well, that's good for you. Good for you. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't do that. Welcome well, to the club, baby. You're yeah. good enough for me. You're good enough for me. You've always been good enough for me. Aw, thank you, Blue. But yeah, so now I can finally do that again because I wasn't able to anymore for newer titles. Um, yeah, so hopefully you'll see me. I'm going to try to say hopefully tomorrow, but definitely Tuesday. That's, that's what I'm going to say. You're going to definitely see me Tuesday. Spaz nice. has been telling me I need to hurry up and finish um, Final Fantasy VII Remake, so I'm going to go hard on Final Fantasy VII Remake. And then after Final Fantasy VII Remake, I also will be eventually, unless you know my wife lets me, because uh, that that will consume my time. Get Elden Ring either during Final Fantasy VII remake, and I will stream Elden Ring and hate my life. 
as well. So there we go. Sure. Respect. All right. (laughs) Blue, how about you? What do you got coming up? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Blue Bones, B-O-U-B, zero. And yes, um, on Wednesday, over Wednesdays, is coming back to the Open Party channel. Make sure you tune in and check out those dubs. Um, Team Synergy offline has been high, so hopefully we can bring that to the uh, streams. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Friday night was with Blue is still pending, um, but at the very minimum, catch us Wednesday on the Open Party channel. It's going to be dope. Cool. Uh, Superman Jeff, what do you have coming up this week? Yeah, um, tomorrow I'll be doing some Destiny, uh, doing some um, Trials of Osiris. I was about to say Elden Ring. I'm like, <laughs> Trials of well, Elden Ring. The Trials of Elden Ring. No, I'll be doing some Trials of Osiris tomorrow. So come through for that, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. And also we'll be dropping that uh, first uh, review breakdown of uh, Moon Knight Episode 1. So that'll also be coming. Stay tuned for that. And if you're not a part of the Discord and you're missing out, so definitely pop into there yeah. and see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, that's all you guys. Yeah, that's what you got for me this week. Sweet. Uh, as always, you guys can find me at Sigma Gears 9 uh, here on Twitch or on Twitter, where usually I'll post out whatever the next thing uh, I'll be doing is. Um, later today on the Open Party channel, uh, we'll be doing Super Smash Sunday. Uh, Ash, are you still joining us for that? I will not be able to join for Super Smash. Oh, sadness. Next you week. Better, you, next better, you better run. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> he just, he just <laughs> stopped talking. Like. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm just going to take it. <laughs> Man. Uh, so, yeah. It'll probably be uh, Jeff and I uh, giving out the, 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 the sweatiest of L's <laughs> on the old party stream. So, join us at 2.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, uh, like I mentioned... Uh, a little earlier, I should have a new review dropping on the Escapist YouTube and website tomorrow on Star Wars uh, The Skywalker Saga. So check that out, uh, as well as, you know, other streams throughout the week. Um, I can't think of anything else I worked on recently. So on that note, I'm just going to say peace out. Hope you guys enjoyed. Thanks to my three hosts. Thanks to everybody in chat uh, communicating with us and staying tuned. Really appreciate it. Love you guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Hasta luego.